All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and I'm down here on Pitt Road at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where the Brickyard 400 has just wrapped up on a Monday. And now I'm going to try to find some playoff drivers, some of the 16 playoff drivers who have just qualified or locked themselves in. I guess they've, some of them have been locked in for a while since the playoffs actually haven't changed since June 10th. That was when Alex Bowman got a playoff spot, and uh, he never lost it since then. So the lineup hasn't changed since then. I guess we've known somewhat who would be in it for a while, but uh, it's now official. And so I'm going to try to find some of these drivers and talk to them about what the next 10 weeks will bring. Okay, let's start with Eric Almarola, who's in the playoffs. It's been a successful year so far. I'm sure you want some more. Uh, Eric, what do you? what's your outlook going into these next 10 weeks? Uh, honestly, just keep bringing cars to the racetrack like we have. Um, you know, we've, we've had really fast midfield Ford Fusions today again here at Indy. Um, car capable of, you know, challenging up front, tra- challenging to win. And um, we just can't have luck go our way we don't execute everything perfectly just things keep you know happening that that keep us from challenging to win races so that's frustrating um but we've got speed our cars are fast we're, we're running up front um so if we keep doing that and our luck changes uh we'll have uh, we'll have some shots to win races that's right you're just saving all your luck for the playoffs you haven't used up any of your luck really no, no we haven't we have not used up any luck um that's right. See, some people use fuel strategy. You have you have a luck strategy here where you've conserved your luck better than the other drivers, and that's what you need in these playoffs. I hope so. I like the way you think. So um, speed helps. Fast cars definitely makes a difference. So we'll just uh, keep battling. Thank you, Eric. All right, let's see who else we can find here down on Pit Road at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You want to be on my podcast? Okay. All right, I'm down here with Kyle Larson now, the most blunt driver in NASCAR. You said before the race that uh, if you couldn't figure it out for this one-day show, then probably shouldn't be driving on weekends anyway. I don't know how this stuff comes out of your mouth, but as a media member, I, I really like that. I don't know. I just, uh, I guess whatever comes to my mind, I, I speak about sometimes gets me in trouble. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, we're all professionals. We all get paid a lot of money. Engineers are really good at what they do, so uh, they, we have all this simulation. So I mean, you should be able to be close off the truck, which I felt like the race probably went the same uh, if we had practice or not. So uh, um, I don't know. So does that mean that we could do like a Wednesday night thing? Everybody rolls in, maybe like 30 minutes of practice, qualify, race. I mean, why not, right? Why not? <laughs> I I we I think if you went up and down pit road. All the drivers and, and team, team owners, you know, mechanics, everybody would, would vote for that. Uh, I think NASCAR and the racetracks probably don't want that because uh, they lose out on a little bit of camping and concessions and beer and all that. But uh, I'm down for one-day shows. I, I think we're all jealous of the truck series. So everybody uh, keeps saying all along for a couple years now, if you ever get to Homestead and you're in contention, you're the guy to beat, watch out. What are the chances that you uh, are the fourth member of this big three or just knock one of them off and get there this year? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, 
I don't think we're as good as we were last year starting the playoffs, but I feel like we've gotten a lot better the last month. So um, we'll, we'll figure out kind of where we stack up, you know, once the playoffs start. But um, if I can get just get some good luck in the playoffs, you know, we have a good shot to make it into the, you know, at least the third round, maybe the final round. Um, but yeah, definitely, I feel like if I was to make it in the final four, I would feel confident that I would be the, the favorite going in there. So um, I think we've proven that with all the laps I've led there and stuff. I haven't won there, but I've pretty much dominated every cup race, maybe except for the first two that I've ran there. So um, I hope I hope I can, can make it to the final four because uh, we'd have a good shot. And finally, um, what percent of the time do your blunt comments get you in trouble? When I talk about midgets and sprint cars and dirt track racing 100% of the time um, but the rest of the time not not too often um, yeah. you know the topics to avoid yeah yeah but I don't do a good job avoiding them uh, which they need to lighten up about that stuff anyways all right Kyle Larson everybody thank you Kyle all right let's see who we can find uh, who else is standing around I feel like Joey Logano standing around is just itching to talk so, uh, <laughs> hey, Joey, how are you? I wait to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. waiting to talk to you. Uh, Joey, um, so the bad news is that you didn't win these last two races. The good news is somebody from your company did. So uh, I talked to Eric Almirola earlier. He hasn't used up any of his good breaks or good luck all year. I feel like you have good luck in the tank also. Sure. I, I, I don't believe in luck. <laughs> okay, so maybe you don't. I, I don't know. I believe in hard work, and uh, we just got to get a little faster and... Um, you know, the two car that's actually really cool to see them. I was watching them kiss the brakes a minute ago. It's pretty neat. Um, I, I wish it was us, <laughs> but um, really neat to see that happen, and um, hopefully we can gain a little bit more. Um, like we've been here the last few weeks and, and be able to have something happen. I'm kind of a believer in the fact that, like, guys who have been through these playoff battles before and know how to deal with the elimination rounds and the pressure and how to go through each round have somewhat of an advantage. Um, I guess, do you believe in that, first of all, and do you think that that could benefit you this year? Uh, you know, I think any time you've been through uh, this stuff before is, uh, you know, is helpful. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, as, as, a, as a race team, we've been through a lot together. Um, we hope to uh, use that experience uh, that we've gotten over the last few years and getting through the rounds and some do or die moments and uh, getting through those and, and moving on. So, uh, you know, it's my favorite part of the season, you know, when, when, the, when the pressure's on, that's when the cream really rises at the top. So has this been, uh, you know, last season was really hard for you. Has this season been up there despite the fact that you're in, in the playoffs now? I mean, it's, it seems like you've gone through a lot of frustration. Um, you know, I think, you know, when your goal is to win every week, you want to be one of those big three, right? So, uh, you know, obviously I think you're frustrated when you're not at that level yet. Um, we've made some good gains and, uh, you know, seen over the last last month and a half or so, uh, we've all been running a lot better. So uh, we're just looking to make that, that next step one more time um, into the playoffs as everyone else will, will probably pick it up into the playoffs as well. Thank you, Joey. So the drivers now are starting to make their way down to where they will eventually take a group photo. Hopefully we haven't run out of time to talk to a couple more drivers here. Sure. All right, now I'm here with Martin Truex Jr. He's agreed to talk to me for some reason, I don't know. I got a good one for you too. You got a good one? What's you know, that? I finished 40th today, right? Okay. That pretty much sucks. I go, I go back to the bus and I was just following the race, watching the race, looking through Twitter and I seen that you're like, Truex smoking, spins out, hits the wall. I didn't spin out and I didn't hit the wall. <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. 
Well, I, I got to be honest. Uh, I was listening to the spotters, okay. and they go, we got a 78 spin, blah, blah, blah. And I look up at the monitor, and it's just like the aftermath. And then uh, Sherry tweeted me, and she's like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. Obviously, you didn't know. Uh, yeah, it was, it, that really uh, was no fun. We uh, Left front brake rotor exploded, went through the oil cooler. So just uh, just, damn, just a really bad day. It's a shame because we had a really fast car today. And uh, making our way to the front, we had to start in the back, obviously. But, man, we were really making our way through the field. And it uh, would have been fun to have a shot at this one, but wasn't meant to be. So you have to feel somewhat good that you at least had the speed because that's what matters at this point in the season. Obviously, you would have liked to win. Um, but I noticed, like, uh, Furniture Row retweeted, like, one of your crew members is leaving. And now with the situation, I think it was, like, the utility guy. I'm not, I'm not sure of his name. But it was, like, his last race. So I assume there, there's a chance that people could be taking other jobs during the playoffs as you go on. Are you concerned that that could affect your team, you know, as you go through this run? Uh, to be honest, I don't see that happening. I haven't heard anything about it, uh, and I don't expect it to happen. I think all our guys are locked and loaded uh, and ready to go after another championship. So you don't feel like it will be a distraction? You, you feel like everybody's focused and finishing out the season and all that stuff? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I know that this is like the big news, the big story that everybody thinks all of a sudden people are going to quit trying. I mean, it's just uh, that's not our team. That's not the way we, we operate. And, um, you know, I know my guys are ready to go 110% and give it all they got, and uh, we're going to fight till the bitter end just like we did last year. What do you think the chances are that all three of the big three will make it to Homestead? I mean, I, you know, everybody sort of all year has been like, oh, they're locked, they're locked, they're locked. Is, do you feel that way? I don't think anybody's locked. I mean, I think anybody can go through what we did in 2016, you know, um, have two subpar races and then go to an, elimina an elimination race and have a catastrophic failure. Um, I think that can happen to anyone. Nobody's immune to that. Um, this is racing. A lot can happen. It takes so many things to go right just to finish these things, you know. Something like happened today, I mean, that could take us out of any any round. So I think you just, um, you know, what we always focus on is taking it one race at a time. And, um, you know, when we go to Vegas next week, our, our goal is to try to win because that's the only guarantee that we have. So if you're winning races and leading laps, that's your best opportunity to move on, and uh, that's what we're going to try to do. All right, thank you for agreeing to talk to me despite my bad tweets. <laughs> bad tweet, Jeff. Good job. <laughs> All right, now let's see who else I can talk to who doesn't think I have bad tweets or who I haven't uh, mis uh, incorrectly described their, their day with my tweets. All right, Denny Hamlin's here. Uh, I don't really think he wants to talk to anybody right now, but he seems like he might agree to talk to me. So, Denny, let's just get a prediction from you after uh, this, this day. Um, you're usually good at predictions. What are the chances that the big three all end up in Homestead together? Uh, I don't know. I'd say probably uh, that all three of them uh, put probably 25% or so. So that means that in your mind, like perhaps like somebody like you could win a, 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 a Martinsville, say, um, then they'd have to race for points. They have one bad day. It's like you, Larson, and two of those guys or something like that. Like, is that how you kind of see the thing unfolding? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, you know, a ham handful of cars that, seem like have, have stepped up over the last uh, month or so so i think that any one of them could win in that second to last round and force uh, you know those guys uh to have to get in on either winning or or their points that they they've built up so uh i i just even though you know maybe odds are that they, they all make it there's still i still think that there's going to be two other guys probably win in that second to last stage 
uh, of the playoffs that's uh, going to put pressure on one of them. And lastly, what are the chances that somebody like that's a big name gets eliminated by some chaos at the Roval? Like, what what kind of a wild card is that going to be? Uh, I think they're fast enough on other tracks that you know they could probably finish dead last and still be okay. Um, I, so, I mean, if I was in their, posi- their position, I wouldn't be really too worried about the Roval. Uh, but you know, guys like me who are kind of, you know, hanging on by, by a thread, uh, probably have to be concerned with it probably a little bit more than those guys. Thank you, Denny. Appreciate it. So there you have Denny Hamlin. Ooh, when I was coming over there, he did not want to talk, or it looked like he didn't want to talk, but he was gracious enough to do that. Was pretty bummed, obviously. So it looks, at least for the moment, like all the drivers have departed the media area or the holding type area and have uh, escaped the possible interview scenario here. Um, I'm standing next to NASCAR Chasm and uh, you look a lot happier than a lot of the drivers I just talked to. Very much. The, that's actually two back-to-back uh, kind of crazy brickyards in a row, man. That is, yeah. I mean, for a race that typically doesn't have much drama or, you know, it's like been like, ugh. Yeah. I like, pretty decent yeah last lap pass i mean what more could you possibly ask for although we're uh, actually researching a little controversy here we think that uh keselowski's wife when kissing the bricks may have just hovered oh no yeah. oh we got to get to the bottom of this yeah. we yeah we're, we're looking at video back in charlotte right now kind of sort of you know like in you know nfl replay you got to throw back to new york so we're researching this we'll get to the bottom of it we promise okay. all right good tip thank you yes. okay so nascar chasm just gave us a huge tip that we need to go to the source to find out if this is true. He says upon video review that when you were kissing the bricks, you may have hovered and not given an actual smooch. Can you confirm? I didn't give an actual smooch. I can't confirm. <laughs> so you, you looked at these bricks, which are disgusting, at dirty, and you decided for some reason not to get the germs and put your mouth on them. Why? I, I don't know. I do not have an answer for that, Jeff. My, my lips did just did not make contact with the bricks. I'm sorry. Every My hands, my face was there. I looked at them, but I just could not put my lips there. I'm so sorry, fans. I mean, it's disgusting. I'll be honest. I'm kind of somewhat of a germaphobe, so I don't want to get sick. Uh, there was many smelly tires going across there, people walking, so I think you're forgiven. I have to admit, I heard um, Brad like making out with the bricks. I mean, I was like, really? Really? disgusting i'm wondering i'm wondering if we should ask brad did he actually put his tongue on the lips because he was really excited i hope there's hand sanitizer for lips like they need to make that you know it's a good idea maybe like some lip balm that's like antibacterial wow okay i like this jeff we're going to go into business well thank you for confirming i appreciate it you're welcome okay so there you have it folks when we have controversy here on the podcast we try to go right to the source and Paige Kozlowski says she did not kiss the bricks. She hovered. So thank you to NASCAR Chasm for that tip. So, again, we're on sort of a pause here now as the drivers are taking their group photo all together on the, uh, on the yard of bricks. Got some sitting. You got some standing behind. Got their various sponsors hat on. 16 drivers for the playoffs. Looking at Kyle Busch, Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Kyle Larson, Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and Kevin Harvick. Those are your 16 playoff drivers. 
now last year, um, everybody was sort of shocked that Martin Truex Jr. could go into the playoffs with 53 playoff points. That's what he started the playoffs with. And uh, people thought, well, that's probably not going to happen again. Guess what? Two drivers did it this year as far as 50 or more playoff points, at least according to my calculations here on Pit Road. You have uh, Kevin Harvick, I believe, with 50 playoff points. And I think um, Kyle Busch got 53 playoff points, the same number Truex had last year. I may have to double-check that. Sorry if this is incorrect information on the podcast. Doing this on the fly, but uh, that's what I believe is the case. By the way, as they're taking these group photos, they're separating themselves into manufacturers, and I noticed there are seven Ford drivers, I believe, and then there are only three, no, four Toyota drivers, four Toyota drivers, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Jones, and Truex, so the only main Toyota driver who didn't make it was Suarez. And then you've got five Chevy drivers. You've got Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, and Austin Dillon. So seven for Ford, five for Chevrolet, and four for Toyota. That's the makeup of the playoffs this season. All right, we need to follow up here with NASCAR Chasm before we end because we went direct to the source and we asked Paige, did she hover or did she smooch? She said she hovered. I knew it. I knew it. That's the thing. It's like the replay never lies. It's true. Yeah, it was. Uh, we looked at the video evidence, and it was incontrovertible. And so we're just going to basically, I think, hang out here until she actually does the real thing. Really? The- I don't think it's going to happen because looking at those bricks uh, upon further, I mean, there's there's like, that's, those bricks are gross, dude. No, there's a nice sterile layer of champagne on them right now, which like basically guards against any sort of like pathogens or germs and so on. The alcohol kills it. Exactly. So now is the time to do it. They've basically been sterilized. It's clean. Go for it. Do it. Dive in. Okay. Well, thank you again to NASCAR Chasm for the tip there. And um, it looks like this may be wrapping up here as far as the drivers. Uh, Not quite as much time as I thought we would have here uh, compared to years past at at Richmond, the way they crowd the drivers. But um, unfortunately, I think maybe due to the Monday race, they were moving rather quickly here. So Um, I will go ahead and try to give some playoff predictions for these upcoming playoffs that we're about to start over the next 10 weeks. So, first of all, will all three of the big three make it to Homestead? I'm going to go out on a limb somewhat and say no, they're not, um, because I just think, like sort of what Denny Hamlin was saying, perhaps, that, I I mean, look, there's a lot of points there, um, and certainly Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick have a ton. I think they'll probably make it. I'm just not as convinced about Truex's team right now, uh, even though they have a lot of playoff points and they can probably get more and they have fast cars. It's they're only sort of one disaster, or you know some some bad luck from all of a sudden having to race for points and then uh, you know a couple other winners jump up there and it's sort of anybody's game. The way the playoffs go, you could see a Brad Keselowski win one of these races or a Denny Hamlin or a Kyle Larson, somebody like that. And, you know, I, I think the, the final four could be different. So I'm just going to just try to, for argument's sake, say that um, it's not going to be all the, the big three at the final four. But I will say Kyle Busch will make it. Kevin, Har- Kevin Harvick will make it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Chase Elliott will make it based on his run last year. Not so much the performance, but uh, it seems like he's good at um, getting through the playoffs or, or has a knack for stepping it up a bit. And then I will say that Brad Keselowski, uh, based on these final two races, will be the final playoff driver. So maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know. But for so my picks right now, 
Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and Chase Elliott. And then your champion will be Kevin Harvick, who will beat Kyle Busch at Homestead. So I think we will wrap it up there for now with the podcast. Coming up on Tuesday, speaking of Indianapolis winners and being right here, I'm standing right on the front stretch of Indianapolis. I'm going to have Indy 500 winner Will Power will be on the podcast for the 12 questions. And that is heading into the IndyCar finale. And then sticking with the IndyCar theme a little bit just because it's their season finale, I'm going to have Jay Fry, who is the head of competition for IndyCar, the president over there uh, of competition. Um, He will be on the How I Got Here on Thursday. And already on Thursday will be Playoffs Media Day in Las Vegas. I will be there and will be coming to you from Las Vegas Motor Speedway with a media member after that race. So thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen. Thanks for the support uh, from my patrons, which allowed me to change my flight for a couple hundred bucks and extend my rental car and stay here in Indy for another day after the rain out. Would have been kind of a bummer to come all this way and not see any racing. So thank you for that level of support, because without those monthly pledges, I definitely would have had to go home, um, maybe not be here at all, of course, uh, or travel without, without that. So thank you for all those who are my bosses and my patrons. Uh, it really means a lot. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.